Um, I think last year we, we noted that wellness was, was changing and it was becoming more well-being, which we've seen emerge. That was something else that we talked about, and that absolutely is something we're seeing become much more mainstream. And almost every single trend article that I read this year, one of the first things they did was they acknowledged that health and well-being have changed. They have changed a lot. Um, and this year, we really started seeing just kind of how much those things have changed. So along that line, these are not just fitness trends. They're not just your traditional health trends. This is kind of, we're going all over the place. Anything that's gonna impact your health, mind, body, spirit, that is really what we're mm -hmm. talking about here. So for the first trend for 2022, pew, pew, pew. You're listening to the Addicted to Fitness Podcast, brought to you by Elemental Training Tampa. Now, here's your hosts, Nick and Shannon Birch. Thanks for stopping by and checking out another edition of the Addicted to Fitness Podcast. This happens to be the last episode of 2021. Yep. Bum, ba, da, <laughs> Big year, guys. Down. Big years. Everybody was looking forward to 2021 because... Uh, 2020, which is such a was such a rough year so, for so many. Uh, hopefully, this year lived up to your guys' expectations. A lot of trials, a lot of tribulations, but a lot of growth. I think so. Yeah. We're going to talk about where possibly the health and fitness industry will be going in 2022 with our emerging trends topics or trend predictions. Health trend predictions. Is that yes. what we call? It? There we go. Yeah. Health trends predictions so before we get into that guys we want to thank you guys for tuning in this week and all the past 51 weeks we did this year so we really appreciate you guys really appreciate you guys sharing the podcast with a friend and leaving rating and reviews makes really a difference yeah, it does um so training recaps you guys were much probably like us uh this was a shortened week because of christmas and there was a work lot of week. um work not only working um, but then getting everything set for the holidays. So my training was uh, slim this week. Um, <laughs> you know, I was able to get some Peloton rides in. Was getting another upper body lift in, um, which was nice. Got some sauna action in. So um, training was, you know, like I said, very. I got it in, but it was very. It wasn't as intense as previous weeks. Just didn't because. You didn't, weren't you like saying your legs were killing you by the end of the week? Though you did something that like murdered your legs. Murdered my legs. Oh, that that is super, true. Super super tired. That is true. That did happen this week. Oh yeah, really that did happen. losing concept <laughs> of time and days right now. Oh gosh. Um, yeah. So yeah. So I did. I did an upper body workout, and then I did another. I did a lower body kettlebell workout. Um, but then I got to go and do the Stairmaster at the gym. And then I did follow that up with a, a Peloton ride the next morning. So, <laughs> yes, I was. My legs were roasted burn those um, at one out. point uh, this week. So, yeah, they were uh, a little tired. So, um, But the last couple of days I've been enjoying family and friends and um, probably a little too much holiday cookies. So, But mm -hmm. no regrets. Onward and upward. To the holidays. 2022. How was your training this week? 
Uh, it was very short. Mm-hmm. I feel like I really was only able to, kind of like you said, I was only able to fit in, you know, kind of here and there sort of workouts. And the ones that I did, most of them, with the exception of maybe today's, was probably like 15 minutes. Yeah. So I did I did a um, like a HIIT workout on the Peloton app. I did some yoga and then I did, I did yoga a couple days. I did like core workout. And then today I did a 30 minute spin and a core workout, which nice. was probably my most intense day. On our supposed to be boxing day, right? Or not supposed to be On our recovery day. day right? Yeah, this is this our was our and recovery day. day. Yeah. And it's it that worked out. Yeah. Well. It wasn't planned. I think that's the win. That's true. Yeah. Like I said, <laughs> it was it was a good day nonetheless. So um, this year or this final episode of two thousand twenty one is an introduction of what we think are gonna be emerging health trends in two thousand twenty two. So yes. last we try to do this around this time every year. Um, last year we predicted uh, some predictions we made or some trends we predicted were mindful workouts, stress tracking, corporate wellness benefits and outdoor gyms, just to name a few. So I would say uh, as far as stress tracking, one thing that I've been introduced into that thing that I definitely think has come true this year is the whoop strap. Have you, are you familiar with the whoop strap? No. It's like a health tracker, but it actually can tracks your rate of recovery over time. So basically overnight. So basically it's very a little bit more detailed than what like the Apple Watch gets. Gotcha. So I think that trend definitely came true. Um, the corporate wellness benefits. Um, I know we touched on that topic several times this year. We even talked about how they did a survey recently this year about how important that is to new employees and to employers about how they see their employees' productivity go up yeah. during the year. So yeah. I think that was definitely something that's going to keep up being, it's going to continue to be an emerging topic. Yep. Um, uh, outdoor gyms, I think, you know, it kind of depends where you are, but the fact that COVID was still uh, an issue we were all dealing with this year, I think outdoor training was definitely more popular this year. And mindful workouts, I mean, uh, I, I don't think there's been any decline in things that are really focused on being mindful when you work out, whether it be yoga, an incorporation of meditation, or, I mean, you know, uh, any other form of workout where you're really... Uh, a lot of visualization is included. Yeah. But those were the old. This is the new. <laughs> we're going to go try to Moving introduce on. some of the t- the trends that you'll see uh, next year. So we actually discussed our trends uh, beforehand. You know, we tried to uh, gather our own individual trends. And it, depend- it turns out that our trends really kind of uh, aligned aligned and meshed if you will or overlapped yep that was probably the word i was looking for so i'm going to let you kind of introduce our first trend for 2022 yeah and i mean i think the the big thing is that when it comes to health or i know we've we've called it previously wellness um i think last year we we noted that wellness was was changing and it was becoming more well-being which we've seen emerge that was something else that we talked about and that absolutely is something we're seeing become much more mainstream and almost every single trend article that i read this year 
one of the first things they did was they acknowledged that health and well-being have changed. They have changed a lot. Um, and this year we really started seeing just kind of how much those things have changed. So along that line, these are not just fitness trends. They're not just your traditional health trends. This is kind of, we're going all over the place. Anything that's going to impact your health, mind, body, spirit, that is really what we're mm -hmm. talking about here. So for the first trend for 2022, pew, pew, pew. The Mental health is going to be a priority health issue. So it's it's something that we've heard talked about. We've seen we've seen depression and anxiety rates continue to climb. Right. We thought they couldn't go higher after 2020. We were wrong. <laughs> and they've continued to climb. But there's a few things that we wanted to break down in this kind of overall trend because thankfully, because mental health is becoming such a bigger priority, there's also a lot more conversations about it going on. So something you alluded to earlier is corporate health benefits. Yep. And that one of the things that's sort of evolving with corporate health benefits is... Yeah, the... The mental health benefit right. aspect, yes. which is, I think you mentioned HSAs are going to start allowing for allocations for actual therapy. Right. And I think that's huge because, I mean, they're already, you know, I have a couple clients that pay for their personal training with those HSA funds. So um, I think it's only a natural progression that um, with the data that's coming out saying how much, I mean, how much morale can be boosted with, you know, whether it be proper mental health or therapeutic mm -hmm. or therapy um it's only a, it's kind of a no-brainer not to provide the same type of funds for physical fitness as mental health fitness or mental fitness I should yeah say. yeah so seeing mental health really kind of maybe i wouldn't say it's like on the same field as like physical fitness uh -huh. yet but I think it's becoming a lot more in demand. There's a lot more people considering it as a real health priority. Right. And something that I'm thinking we'll, we'll start hearing a lot more about is like, you know, people are going to take mental health days. You're probably going to have a lot more conversations with people. One of the things, one of the other kind of micro trends we talked about is that therapy is gonna become a lot more common. It's a lot more accessible these days. Right. You know, they have apps now where you can speak to a therapist regardless of wherever you are. The payment plans are a lot more pocketbook friendly, you know, wallet friendly. And I think people are starting to realize they're willing to pay a little bit more in order to kind of dive into some of the issues because people are realizing, hey, you can't necessarily unpack all this all by yourself. Right. You kind of need some help. So that was that was another one. And then one area where I think we especially are very attuned but are very encouraged to see is that of child-specific mental health programs. They're increasing in demand. They're increasing in availability. I remember like five years ago, like, my mom and I were talking about 
child mindfulness programs and how important that was. And we've talked about how anxiety in kids has risen Mm -hmm. as well, especially after the pandemic with school, at-home learning and everything. Now there's social behaviors that are starting to be set back. I mean, there's so many things that can stress kids out. We are super sensitive to, I think, that issue and we're excited. There's, There's things happening. There's programs there's apps being dedicated just for kids yeah there's you said you have a client yeah one of my clients is a school psychologist you Mm -hmm. know um and he basically that's where he's going to grad school for and you know he's doing on-job or on-site training at a school um so and he was talking about it's a it's a merging field and you know i know they probably had the school counselor which kind of held some of the probably some of those responsibilities but now i think it's going to be more of a dedicated psychiatrist um or psychologist i know there's difference as far as education between those two but um uh i think that's going to be more common and and it has to be and it should be Um, like i said it needs to be because that's uh kids I think if you, I mean, they're dealing with a lot nowadays with social media and, like you oh, said, the yeah. pandemic and uh, all the stuff that goes along with that. So they uh, they need outlets and they need somebody, hopefully, that uh, has some good advice and, you know, uh, tactics they can use to deal with the stress to be on, basically, on call for them. Yeah, even the idea that um, it's becoming a little bit more available information on how the child brain like how children's brains develop even through teenage years and how important that is to understanding like how to communicate and knowing the emotional state of children even that i think that kind of knowledge is is coming to parents more so there really there are just a lot of different avenues that i think can support this area but Uh so happy so uh-huh. good. Yep. So, yes, mental health, big one. That's like that's going to probably be our number one, I'd say overall. Um, the next one though is another kind of interesting big topic trend, yep. and that is the hybridization of healthcare, which is and we're not saying like oh the government's going to pay for more of your healthcare. No, no. <laughs> probably the opposite. Um, the opposite. <laughs> I think now, and we're seeing it in so many different ways, people are so much more aware of their health, but they're really looking for much more than just annual visits to the doctor being covered or, you know, having it not necessarily, we're not going to get into like insurance. That's that's different. Yeah. But in terms of what people consider healthcare, it has grown because it used to be mostly diagnostic and treatment that was considered healthcare. It's now becoming preventative. So we had a couple big kind of trends that came out of this. The first being that people truly are the reason hybrid healthcare is going to become much more predominant is because people are being more proactive in preventative health. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness yeah the fact that your health is not just when you're sick is 
I feel like the revelation. I know. Like it's I, <laughs> when we were looking through some of the articles related to possible trends. I mean, I kept seeing the the thing about you know people are taking supplements more now than ever. Super you know? focused on immunity. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like. It, people are trying to basically exactly what you said, take charge of their own health because they know that's the thing that they control. You know, mm -hmm. sadly, you can't control global pandemics as crazy as some people think you can. Um, you can't. Big newsflash. You yeah, can't. But you can <laughs> control your own well-being by making right decisions, being proactive. And I think yeah. like this, this, this topic is where people are going to be able to be more proactive in different companies or providers are going to kind of come up where you can do it from home yeah and we're not just saying that because we are like kind of both i think you as your main profession me as in where i'm looking to go and what i also know and advocate is i mean we we have a lot of alternative health tools and things at our fingertips uh -huh. the reality is that everybody should have their own sort of village of health and well-being professionals yeah. it is not just having a doctor it is not just having a gym membership there's so much more to truly like it takes a village yeah. health health should be thought of more as that village so it's one of the big things that we promote and that we are here to help with um, to share insights and information so we're really happy to be a part of that trend. Yeah. Um, the other thing, and you've already heard us talk a little bit about this, but my gosh, it's everywhere. And that is at-home testing. This goes right under that, you know, people used to go to their doctor for all of their testing. They would trust the doctor and say like, okay, you tell me what I need. You know, read my results to me. What should I be worried about? And most of us, I think probably... If you, if you didn't get a phone call from your doctor, you know, three days or four days later after you took your blood tests or whatever, then you were fine. Right. And it was almost good that <laughs> you didn't hear from your doctor. You're like, great, I don't have anything I have to go on medication for. You know, I don't have to, I don't have any bad results. That's not, that's not this. Like we are looking at people taking much more ownership of their health and really trying to get a detailed look. And the truth is the technology that exists has made this so much easier. At-home tests exist for all kinds of wonderful things. Nick just talked about his that he did yep. in our kitchen. Uh -huh. yep. And now there's really amazing apps and things that are coming online to be a part of this. So you're not just... You know, you're not just getting a test and then having to figure out what, what now. Yep. Because, yes, we know testing centers have existed for a while. But now it's just all that much easier. It's prepackaged. It's ready to go. And then there's tools on it to help you understand what to do right. next. So something I'm actually looking at doing is doing a CGM at some point this year, which is a constant glucose monitor. If you've seen people with what looks like a circular nicotine patch on the back of their arm it's what it looks like it's like a little it comes out of it more i think than a nicotine patch does but it goes on the back of your arm into like the fatty tissue of your arm uh -huh. and it is constant glucose monitoring it gives you a really good look at 
how your body is, is reacting, how your blood sugar levels are reacting to things. Because truth be told, our bodies are constantly taking in lots of different things. Your blood sugar level is absolutely going to be directly impacted by your food intake, but also hormones and things like that. So all that much better um, of a kind of to get a good foundation and basis of your health to do some kind of constant screening like this. Right. It's not just a one-time test. You put it in, you go a month. You got, it goes in like two weeks spurts. Put one in, it's two weeks, another, it's two weeks. Hooks up to an app, like there's, there's all kinds of really right. cool stuff that goes yeah. with it. But that kind of screening and testing, it's now available and best of all, it's within many people's grasp in right. terms of affordability, which makes all of this hybrid healthcare approach all that much more possible. Mm -hmm. So all these things that you used to have to have a doctor or someone prescribe or translate for you, no more. Yeah, and I think it's gonna translate, I think it's gonna, <laughs> it might take some time, but it's gonna force probably some of the healthcare programs and the big healthcare programs in this country to be a little bit more affordable and more beneficial to people than either you take it or leave it kind of thing you know well the thing is and this is like probably gets into like political conversations we're not gonna go yeah. we're not gonna go there but insurance companies they want you to be healthy so they're more willing to pay for proactive measures as we go on especially as chronic illness in our country goes up, we're going to see those insurance companies a lot more willing to fork over some small money to prevent the big money down the road. Right. If they can prevent you from getting a chronic illness by 10, 20 years, they're going to want to do that. So Smart. hopefully, let's, let's hope that all those people work for us. <laughs> all right. What's the next trend? Next trend. This one, I think this is interesting. This is on like straight fitness, but it's also a little bit of marketing kind of spun in here. Yeah. This is one you found. This is men's workouts who are really being, men's workouts are becoming more diverse. The marketing is starting to push men towards maybe traditionally female type workout disciplines. Yeah, yeah. and I, I discovered this when I got an email from um, a local yoga studio, which and yoga is it's all, one thing it's they do there. Do multi, they do multi-faceted stuff at the center, but they were they were exclusively marketing a men's group for the yoga, and they literally it was hilarious. There's this guy in the in the email that just like big muscle bound dude just like screaming in it, and I was just like, this is an interesting approach to. Um, this this marketing campaign that you're trying to target men, I guess, to... And, I mean, I think it's true when you look at yoga studios, they're probably predominantly female. Definitely some men that go there, and it is definitely beneficial. Um, but trying to get a bigger demographic, um, I mean, it's 50% of the population. Um, so I think it's it would behoove these kind of traditional uh, modalities, training modalities to try to appeal to men more. You know, like, I mean, there's things like yoga, there's bar, there's Pilates. Yeah. Um, there, I mean, like I said, it's 
And I think the 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 classification nine. It's just like the the hard and fast rules are like these are men's workouts, these are women's workouts, and like right. none two should intersect. Those are slow. Luckily, are going away. You know that's those those classification systems are kind of going away when it comes to fitness because I mean I think we've proven that it you know any workout could appeal to men and women. Um, so. But, you know, marketing is still there. There are some pre, still preconceived notions. Um, so, you know, different training modalities are trying to appeal more. And I just see it, you know, being, I don't know why, but probably because I'm in more email lists. But uh, I see men, men getting targeted more by these predominantly female training Yeah, modalities. and being a male, you will definitely see that more. Mm-hmm. But I do also think, you know, where, you know, you've seen CrossFit gyms try to market to women for right. years. And even, you know, strength boxing. training and yep. boxing and stuff yep. like that. I mean, you, it used to be, that used to be like the guy's thing. Women are exploring all of those avenues right. because they find, you know, finally there's enough champions in all those areas saying, no, no, this is something you can do too. Right. And you should. And I think it's it's sort of now happening with the reverse, with the guys yeah. saying, I I remember seeing a lot more guys, and especially athletic, like super serious athlete kind of guys, I think is where it starts, where they start venturing over to the yoga classes and realizing, oh, damn, this is a game changer. Yep. And they start going to some of these other classes that have been mostly women. So... Yeah, I, think, I say. Like I said, I think good trend. Yeah, I think uh, uh, it's kind of a once you you're a serious athlete, you know that flexibility is a huge part of you know being athletic. So Didn't it's like, like they say, like football players used to do ballet or something. Like some some, some possibly, football players. Yeah. I mean, I know I one of the like best boxers that. in the world did like stop to do traditional Ukrainian dance and stuff. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. Uh, I think you know when you're you're a high level athlete, you know, or just you're an extremely fit person, you know, flexibility is huge. So, you know that uh, yoga is definitely can, builds flexibility, improves flexibility. So, bar is um, great for yeah, muscle. Yeah, so I think it's endurance. It's convincing the people that are just like maybe the 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 gym goers, but they're not really in tune with every aspect of their fitness to try to incorporate that flexibility issue too or you know whatever modality it may be yeah maybe it's uh the guys who are not so coordinated thinking i don't want to take that zumba class (laughs) but i'll take like this step aerobics class or something or i'll take a bar class right and plus it could be it's less intimidating then, like you said, the other stuff that's traditionally marketed to guys like strength training or CrossFit or boxing, so there's still probably a large demographic that that's uh, even males that that's intimidated towards. So something that's less intimidating gets them introduced to do physical fitness, and that's kind of yes, <laughs> that's a good thing. So yeah, it's awesome. Uh, hopefully, that's what keeps going as emerging trends. Yeah. So our final big category is. Is a diet related one, but it's got some like little spider trends to it. Spider so, trends. Plant based oh, diets sorry. are growing. I cannot tell you how happy this makes me. Like, from environmental standpoints, from um, many places, but 
the science has been there for ages, but it's really starting to be looked at now. The true benefits of a, a heavier plant-based diet. Now we're not saying necessarily exclusive, but heavier plant-based diets. Um, it is it is growing bigger. There are a lot more products coming in the market trying to feed the demand and there's certainly plenty of reasons health and environmental just being two that people are looking at this so one of the trends that I thought was particularly interesting I've started seeing it everywhere this past year especially the last six months vertical gardening in home I don't know what that means or like in-home gardens really is what I'd probably say is the, the bigger one. There's a lot more technology products now available that you can put like a garden, whether it's a vertical like climbing one. So it could be like a wall with a bunch of gardens on it. There's like these, it looks like a tower that has like a bunch of little pockets kind of hanging off it right. you plant things yeah, yeah, yeah. people are using these especially where they don't have access to any kinds of outdoor gardening so like more urban places in home gardens the the lighting the the watering everything is like all inclusive in these systems and people are paying the money and investing in these there's a lot more on the market now and they're good and they work. Mm. So you can grow fresh, good quality produce right in your kitchen. Never mind on your home property, but in your kitchen. And you don't have to worry like, oh, do I have to move my plant today? Is, is it going to be sunny? You know, should I water my plant? Like, no, you get the technology now. If you are a person who turns everything to brown, just buy one of those things that does it all for you. Like there's, there's a lot more automation type products available now. Um, and this is something that we're going to continue to see more of. We've seen urban gardening really start to flourish in the pandemic. And I think at home gardening, because people want better quality produce, easily accessible, and and at their fingertips they want to know where it comes from mm -hmm. they don't want to think like oh this was made in you know on the other side of the the world and shipped five different ways before it got to me right so that is the sort of offshoot of that nice yeah. so in review for 2022 possible health trends we've got Mental health continuing to be a priority and really uh, the prioritization, the pri prioritization, prioritization. Thank you. Um, in several different aspects, whether it be um, in the education system, in the corporate wellness field, uh, it's just going to continue to grow. Uh, hybrid healthcare approach where uh, people are taking more, uh, taking it kind of more on their own responsibilities to take charge of their health, whether it be at-home testings or the, con like an uh, example, the constant glucose monitor monitoring system and so on and so forth that you mentioned. Um, uh, the men targeted workouts are men being targeted by traditionally female 
traditionally female-centric training modalities and the expansions of the plant-based diet. Yeah, the continued growth of the plant-based diet mm -hmm. and its impact on other areas. Nice. Well, there we go, guys. Those are some possible <laughs> trends. Um, I think uh, I'm pumped to see which one of those trends, or if those trends come to fruition. But you know what else is got me pumped? What? What's got us pumped? <gasps> oh, I should have seen that coming. Mm -hmm. So for me, what's got me pumped is that I've got a new dummy. A what? A grappling dummy. <laughs> One of my Christmas gifts, I think I might have mentioned it before. You had a dummy? Oh, that on my wish list is that I wanted to get a grappling dummy to start doing some online jujitsu training since hopefully soon going back to in-person jujitsu training um, on a more regular basis. Uh, so I uh, found a grappling dummy online. Um, basically I got it and now it's my responsibility to fill it with old clothes. But luckily I got a bag in there of old clothes. I think it's a good place to start. Um, and I'm going to start filling it and start training with it. So I'll keep you guys updated about what, uh, online training program I get, uh, for jujitsu. So I'm pretty stoked about that. It's definitely got me pumped. What's got you pumped? Um, well, big surprise. My, what's got me pumped is having something having to do with the Peloton. I'm sorry for everybody who doesn't have one. But this is one of those rare things that happened to me. I took the Queen ride by Kendall. Mm -hmm. And this has never happened to me before, which is why I had to comment on it, because the music was really well done. And it was all the songs that you loved, but it was in like kind of a surprising order, I guess. And like you would get super pumped by this song. You'd be going really intense. And then there'd be this really emotional ballad, you know, a Freddie Mercury ballad kind of song that just actually moved me to tears. I am not a crier. Ask anyone. That sounds like you are. I, I, I couldn't help myself. I was like getting choked up because it was... It was such a powerful ride. I guess if you are a Queen fan, then taking a Queen ride where you're, you know, going through the whole sort of history of Queen and their impact and everything, it is an emotional experience. And it was a great ride. I mean, I got a great workout out of it, but it was, it was the surprising emotional release that I also got, which I hear people always talk about with workouts. They're like, oh my God, yeah, I was in a yoga class and I just, I started bawling. And I'm like, why? Why would you do that? Well, apparently now I know why. So yeah, if you've got that emotional something to let go, apparently you just have to really emotional, intense ride yeah. and just go with it. But that definitely got me pumped today. Uh, Literally and figuratively. That's great. So I recommend it. I am uh, glad you're pumped. And I hope you guys are pumped after listening to this episode. If you are, leave a rating review. Share the podcast with a friend. And guys, with all sincerity, thank you for tuning in this year. 
Um, we really appreciate so it. Um, you're hanging with us. We're going to keep this rolling to 2022. Um, hopefully bring you a bigger and better podcast next year. Mm-hmm. Um, We've got some exciting plans up our sleeves. Mm-hmm. But for tonight, do you got anything else for him? Happy New Year, all. Happy New Year, indeed. This has been another edition of the Addicted to Fitness Podcast, and we'll see you next week. Bye. For all things Addicted to Fitness, you can check out our website, addictedtofitnesspodcast.com. You can also give us a follow on Twitter, at The ATF Podcast, and like and follow the Addicted to Fitness Podcast Facebook page. Last but not least, please give us a rating and review in the iTunes store. Thanks.